is the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your pets yet stack wagons by the big noise heavens here, joined by the good son of Daniel Lundy. Tis it the Fade 5 Podcast presented by Suavecito Tequila. Go out and grab some beloved juice tonight at Total Wine and More. And good Lord, I needed a full bottle on the late night tip. Long Beach State. Suck it, blood eaters. What the hell? Oh, that sucks. Brad. Brad, remember what I said on the show yesterday? What did I tell you? Yeah, that I'd had yeah. five multi-leg parlays that had missed by one. Yeah. Long yeah that Beach. happened to me last night. Long Beach. I, I went to bed. I fell five asleep. and a half. They were up five and a half. And then they gave up 54 points to a Cal Poly team that was 300 plus, according to all the advanced analytics sites out there. Unfathomable. Uh, they are dead to me. Never again, Brad, Long Beach State. Brad? That was the tenth leg of a ten legger. Oh, <laughs> that's brutal. Ten. Oh, that's rough. Ten. There's always one, man. There's always one that screws ten. you over. Both hands. Are you looking, people? Oh. Both hands. I went to bed. They were up by five. I knew Montana State. I knew Montana State would take care of business for me. Long Beach no State. Against Cal Poly, who had what seven wins on the year? Seven. One road win, one road neutral win the entire year, it and they played out of their minds in the second half. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, I woke up this morning and just went, you know what? You're dead to me, Long Beach State. You're yeah, dead to me. Exactly I will never, ever, ever. I don't even think you're a legitimate university anymore. I, I just, I don't. I think you are uh, a glorified elementary school. You can just go suck it. Well, I think Snoop Dogg has disowned him, and for good reason. So forevermore, Long Beach State will not be picked on this show, but we march on through the madness. But before we get to the college basketball slate today, and it's an exciting one, it's a hockey hump day here on the pod. Uh, Let's go to the National Hockey League, Uh, something that Lundy knows a lot about. Let's drop the puck and make some bucks. Uh, What do you got for me on this hockey hump day, Lundy? Uh, bitter party of one, bitter party of one. Uh, that's, that's how I'm, uh, that's how I'm doing right now, Brad. Uh, let's go to the Pacific Northwest, shall we? Let's go all the way up to America's hat and find ourselves in Vancouver, BC, uh, where the Anaheim Ducks, uh, I see that the Anaheim Ducks will be taking on the Vancouver Canucks kind of rhymes kind of, if you're talking about Snoop, he could probably find a way to rhyme those two together. Um, these two teams combine to allow the most goals per game in the National Hockey League. So the total is sitting at six and a half. I will play the over as I believe goals will be a plenty up in Canuckville uh, this evening. I think it's Rogers Arena that they play at. Basically, everything in Canada is named uh, after Rogers. Uh, not Mr., uh, but everything is Rogers. Rogers Center, Rogers Arena, Rogers Circle, Rogers Stadium. Everything is named after Rogers. Um, so. We shall take the over between the Ducks and the Canucks. Sits at six and a half. It's juiced up slightly at BetMGM. Uh, that's where I found the best odds for it as of tape time here this morning at a minus 125. So you got to pay a little bit of juice. But again, nobody in the National Hockey League gives up more goals than these two teams. They rank right at the bottom of the standings. So I do think we're going to see a lot of scoring tonight. Grab that one. I'll have some more hockey for you in bonus time. 
All right, put those slap shots in the net. And with that already on the board, let's get after it here on this hump day edition of the pod with another fade five. Number five. All right, let's go to the big 12 conference tournament. Uh, A bunch of behemoth matchups in this league because the league is incredibly good from top to bottom. The best conference in the land. It is indisputable. Sorry, Big Ten fans. Sorry, SEC folks. Uh, But uh, really, there's no contest. And uh, this one is going to be one hell of a contest. We've got West Virginia, who I'm going to take laying the four against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Minus 110 at DraftKings. A lot of controversy swirling around. Texas Tech, based on the comments of Mark Adams, uh, racially insensitive is the best way to really put it. Uh, he is uh, very much on the hot seat. In fact, I think the axe is going to come down and chop the neck here very shortly. And uh, maybe Chris Beard gets a phone call. Who the hell knows? And comes back to Lubbock. Uh, but uh, th- why not just trade in controversy for controversy there, Texas Tech? But I think this is going to have some ripple effects on their performance on the court based on what has transpired here over the last week. And I love WVU, a team that I think has really squarely played their way into the NCAA tournament, no matter what happens in the action tonight. Uh, the Mountaineers, uh, Press Virginia, it very much applies. Uh, they force a boatload of turnovers, a team getting a, a turnover from the opposition over 20% of their possessions. They're number 56 in road neutral games and adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up just 34% from downtown. Meanwhile, the offensive end, number 15 in the country, and adjusted offensive efficiency in those road neutral matchups, which is 14 games in total, shooting 51.5% inside the arc and uh, a mere 33.2% outside of it. Uh, they really crashed the glass with the best offensive rebounding teams in the country, get a ton of second chance opportunities. And I tell you what, a guy who has been white hot for them is Eric Stevenson, uh, whether you know off the bounce, uh, driving to the, to the hole, to the cup, or uh, you know, squaring up from outside, he's seemingly making everything. I think it's going to be a 20-plus point outburst for him. Uh, you look at Texas Tech, scoring a little bit difficult for them. Number 114 in row neutral games, an effective field goal percentage offense. And defensively, uh, it's kind of shocking when I look this up, number 83. So somewhat lackluster at EFG defense in those road neutral games. So uh, given uh, all that is at stake here, uh, really for both these teams, and given the backdrop and that dark cloud that's been hanging over Lubbock uh, the entire week, I think WVU squeeze the huggy bear in this one, covers minus four against the Red Raiders, minus 110 at DraftKings. Lundy, Vader, follow. This is all about momentum. It's all about distractions. This is I, To me, this yep. is a pretty easy one, um, in my opinion. I'm not saying the Red Raiders are just going to roll over and die. Um, but I do believe you just look at what, you know, the fact that Texas Tech beat them in February, right? They get the season split. But then from that moment, the teams went in opposite directions uh, in how they finished off the year. So to me, this again, this is all about momentum uh, with what West Virginia's got. Texas Tech with too many distractions. Um, I, don't don't call Chris Beard. It's just it's all. Don't it's do. do it, man. Don't go back to that. Well, it's too soon. Yeah. Don't all, do it, of, Raiders. all of that is just asking for trouble. But yeah, I like West Virginia here. I actually think West Virginia wins this one by eight plus. All right, WVU, get us off the schneid and make us some bank. Number four. 
right, for the Big 12 to the Big East and a matchup that does have as much clout as the one we mentioned here, number five on the Fade Five, New World Quattro, though, on the board today. I like Butler, plus six and a half against St. John's, minus 110 at BetMGM. Uh, yeah, both these teams really are the dregs of the keg of the league. Uh, but you look at Butler, a uh, team that, yes, in row neutral games, number 322 in effective field goal percentage offense. Yikes. Uh, but getting it done and clamping down defensively in those matchups, number 34 in adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up to 0.954 points per possession. St. John's and their 14 road neutral matchups this season, north of 215 in EFG offense and EFG defense. And uh, most extraordinary, uh, number 328 and three point percentage D. So if Harris, uh, Lacovius, if uh, Lacocious, I should say, if uh, Hunter and those guys can really square up outside, get the puppy set and drill those open threes, I think Butler may not just cover. They may score you a winner on the money line at plus 195. Pull this from BetMGM minus 110. So the, uh, for the sake of fade or follow, Lundy, just to spread the Bulldogs. Roof! Plus the six and a half to they earn their pepperoni. Fade or follow. Uh, I'll follow on this one, but I'll also say I kind of like it. Uh, I like the concept here of taking an OGP, uh, yep. bumping Butler up, and then bumping the total up and playing the under. Um, uh, Butler, I think, was over in their last game, but prior to that, they'd been under in like nine or ten in a row, nine times. Um, so it, it just consistently hitting the under. So I wouldn't mind the idea of an alt line here, either an OGP to alt line it, or maybe taking Butler up to nine and a half, or maybe ten and a half, and pairing it together with another um, uh, underdog that I like. Uh, you and I were talking about that off air yesterday with some of these yeah. games that it really has turned into. Um, you know, instead of trying to bring the spread down for the favorite, you're almost better off to bump the spread up in the underdog with some of these conference tournaments. Um, so I think this could be I like I like this one with Butler plus the six and a half. I actually like it by itself, but it might make a really good alt line or a really good OGP to go with the total. Come on, Bulldogs, pack some bite. Number three. All right, Numero Trace here on the Fade 5 Podcast. Oh, look at that. Lenny uh, just threw out there, you should take the underdog up at an SGP slash OGP. Find what favorite side you like on the total. Adjust that line and try to get it to plus money. That's exactly what I did with this play. Give me the Wyoming Cowboys plus a 12 and a half. Uh, and I also going to go take the over on a reduced line of 142 and a half. They're taking on the New Mexico Lobos, who have been oh so generous defensively this season and can really uh, put a lot of points up on the board there with that dynamic backcourt of Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jalen House. Uh, so the reason why I like Wyo here, yes, Wyoming just 2 and 13 straight up in road neutral games this season. And in those contests, though, uh, the underneath analytics, not as bad as you think, at least on the offensive side, number 56 in EFG offense in those games, but number 321, yeah, uh, an effective field goal percentage defense, a team that is struggling getting out and challenging shots along the arc. But uh, they did play this team tough in the regular season. They lost by Un Punto, 76-75, won the matchups. And in the second matchup, they beat them up. Uh, they won 70-56 to 56 
over the Lobos, and that came late in the season. Really sunk, uh, I think, New Mexico's chances of earning an at-large on Selection Sunday. Uh, you look at New Mexico, a uh, very good offensive team, as I mentioned. Number 28 EFG offense in road neutral games, uh, but number 166 in EFG defense. You know that Hunter Maldonado is one of my favorite players in college basketball, very much like uh, Penn State's Jalen Pickett, uh, a guy that backs you down, uh, a larger than you think point guard. I know Pickett is more of a point forward, uh, but it can beat you inside, can beat you outside, and he's got crisp passing skills. And I think that is going to be showcased in this game against, again, a New Mexico team that rolls out the red carpet uh, defensively for the opposition. So, Lundy, fade or follow on this SGP, and please come with me. Wild plus 12 and a half, and the over 142 and a half. Even Steven Money at DraftKings plus 100. This follows the rules. The rules we were just talking about. Take the underdog. Take the points up. Find the total wherever you like it. In this case, uh, you're talking about a Lobos team that is very ole, ole at times when it comes to the defense. And I think Wyoming should be able to take advantage of that. Wyo's not going to make a whole lot of splashes in this particular Mountain West tournament. Uh, Unfortunately, very disappointing year for Wyoming after being such a hot commodity for us uh, on this here podcast uh, last year. But I really like this one. Again, it follows the rules. Adjust these spreads. Adjust the totals on an OGP until you get to plus odds. And then sit down and cash your ticket. Cock, lock, and load the Cowboys on the SGP. Number two. All right, let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, That tourney getting underway in the same location I'm at, not in this interrogation room, uh, but outside of it in the United Center in the house that MJ built. Uh, We have Nebraska taking on Minnesota. I'm going to lay the chalk with the Huskers here, which is a minus five and a half. Best line uh, in the industry, minus 110 at FanDuel. Uh, You look at Nebraska, man, they've been playing great basketball here down the stretch. Uh, Since February 5th, they are number 55, according to Bart Torvik's advanced analytics, uh, overall efficiency numbers on that side. During that stretch, uh, number 14 in EFG offense in the country, blistering the Nets at a 59.1% clip inside the arc, and they're shooting 44.2% outside of it. Again, in those matchups since early February, defensively, uh, overly leaky, uh, unforgiving. Number 302, or forgiving, I should say, and three-point percentage D in particular. Uh, But it's all about Kisei Tominaga. Uh, the Japanese import were the best sharpshooters in the Big Ten, really, in all of college basketball. And you look as well at Minnesota. They're 2-10 and 10 in road neutral games this season. In those matchups, number 216, EFG offense. Number 256 in EFG defense. And most importantly, number 332 in three-point percentage D. Toby Naga is a showman. Uh, he loves uh, you know, to have his demonstrative celebrations after every shot that he makes. I think he's going to can at least three or four threes tonight inside the UC and channel that basketball ghost of Michael Jordan, again, with the Jordan statue uh, there in the atrium of the United Center. It's a perfect backdrop, and Tominaga is going to be super excited tonight as Nebraska, one of the most dangerous teams I feel in this Big Ten tournament, handles business against the Golden Gophers, who have been god-awful this entire year. So, fade or follow, Nebraska minus five and a half against Minnesota, minus 110 at FanDuel. I'm a fan of this one. 
I I just did it, it just kind of Minnesota just sort of was like, meh, is our season done? Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Besides, if you're going to Lincoln right now, somebody's got to carry the torch for that damn athletic department because God knows it's not the football team. So it's time for the basketball team to be able to step up. I will take it. I like this one a lot. Lay the five and a half and let's uh let's go husk some corn, shall we? Uh, no doubt about it. Kanichiwa with Tominaga and friends. Number one. All right. Uh, naturally, I'm a big fan of the Big Ten, and uh, I'm a big fan of this particular piece of action. Wisconsin on the money line went straight up tonight against the Ohio State in the other opening round game of this tournament inside the United Center. It's a plus money, plus 110 at DraftKings. And I had to do a like a double or triple take when I saw this last night. If you want on the line, it's plus two and a half right now at DraftKings and Caesars and a couple other books. Uh, but I think Wisconsin's taking this sucker straight up because they have to. There is no wiggle room for them in the at-large conversation. Uh, they win. They still stay alive in those discussions inside the selection committee room in Indianapolis. If they lose, they're out. They're going to the NIT, period, end of story. Uh, so there's a lot on the line. I know Ohio State has played uh, much better here their last three games. Uh, but you look at Wisconsin, they're 8-7 and seven to row neutral matchups this season. Uh, the uh, offense has been unsightly, uh, candidly. Number 250 in EFG offense in those games, shooting just 47.6% inside the arc, 32% outside of it. But the calling card of Wisconsin is defense. And they're number 13, those road neutral matchups, and adjusted offensive efficiency, getting up to 0.926 points per possession. Uh, they won in their only matchup uh, between these two teams in Columbus. Uh, Wisconsin won 65 to 60 in that one. Uh, and Tyler Wall, uh, I think, is going to be a key player in this game because I don't think Zeke he is going to go. He's had some shoulder issues, and if he does gut it out, uh, he's going to be less than 100% for Brutus Buckeye, who is 3-12 in road neutral games this season. Very good offensively, believe it or not. Number 11 in the nation, those road neutral matchups. And adjusted offensive efficiency, number 182 in adjusted defense efficiency. And they've been bad on the glass. So uh, crash the boards, Wisconsin. Chucky Hepburn makes some timely shots, especially from way downtown. And I think they will survive for another round uh, and also uh, stay alive and kicking as well in the at-large conversations for the NCAA tournament. So fade or follow Bucky Badger on the money line against Ohio State, plus 110 at DraftKings. Every time you do that voice, I want to puke. So whatever you just said is fine <laughs> with me. I'm I'm serious. Whatever. I mean, look, they're desperate, uh, and you're doing bad voice over. It's weird. It, it's weird, dude. It's like I can't tell if it's a cartoon character. I can't tell uh, if it's uh, uh, if we're if we're reliving the movie Fargo. I think I'm gonna barf. Oh, uh, yeah, just, well, that's about right. I just I don't know where we are when that voice happens. So what happens for me is I, I'm okay with this, but eventually we're gonna need Wisconsin to get bounced from the tournament so that you'll stop doing that. I, I can't. Just, the Wisconsin I'm, accent now is I'm rooting strong. Against them. Now I'm rooting uh, against them just because I'm over it. I'm, I'm just you you and your voices. It's weird, uh, dude. It's weird. All right. Well, uh, Lundy's got a fade because he hates my uh, impersonations of the Wisconsin Badgers. I he say make, there. It again. make some bucks with those Badgers. All right. With that on the board, uh, let's uh, go ahead and shift gears. It's bonus time. Lundy, what else you got on the slate on this update? 
Uh, first of all, let me stay with the college hoops uh, for just a moment. Give me uh, Oklahoma State just straight on the money line against Oklahoma. Oh, um, the uh, the Cowboys are a better rebounding team. I think they're going to dominate the glass. They're number either two or three in the Big 12 uh, in rebounding. I, I think they're going to uh, limit second chance opportunities for Boomer. And I think because of that, I will just take Oklahoma State straight up on the money line. I think, again, this is all going to come down to rebounding. Um, and the Cowboys are just better at it, frankly, than the Sooners are. And I think that's going to limit them. So I look later tonight for Oklahoma State to just take that one on the money line. Let me go to the professional National Basketball Association, shall we? The Chicago Bulls uh, are on the road. Obviously. Bulls! Uh, they're on the road, obviously, because the Big Ten tournament taking place uh, on the other side of the wall from that dungeon you're sitting in right now. Um, and they are here in Denver to take on the Nuggets. So got a couple of plays in this one for you. First and foremost, there is the automatic play that we do. What is it, folks? Jokic for a triple-double, Nuggets on the money line. You put those two together right now across a couple of the books. You can get it at a plus 105, um, plus 110, kind of depends, but you will get into positive territory if you pop those two together. Denver's favored by 8.5, which is why it's not as strong of a payout as we've had on some of the other games. Um, but again, I think more than likely Jokic is going to be sitting with like 7-7-7, like the slot machine around halftime. Then you lock and load. He's done late in the third, early in the fourth. They sit his butt down, but he's got his triple-double. I also like the under in this game, by the way. It opened at 230. It is down to 226 and a half. That's how much it's getting hammered. But that is because the Bulls only score about 109 points per game on the road. And I'm not sure with the way Denver's been playing defense right now, I'm not even sure Chicago is going to get to that number tonight. I think they may be lucky to get to 100 or 102 points against Denver tonight at Ball Arena. So I'm taking the under in that game again. It's come skyrocketing down from where it opened. I got it at 228.5. It's now down to 226.5. And then a one-game parlay in that contest. Again, it's in my backyard. That's why I'm betting so much. It's like Brad with the Big Ten. Um, it's all about we're taking Denver on the money line, all right? Then I need two made threes out of each of these guys. Give me Zach Levine, who's done it in five out of his last six, and in fact is shooting a blistering 54% from outside the arc in his last three games. So I need two out of Levine. I need two out of Jamal Murray. He's done that in 10 out of his last 11. And then I need two out of Michael Porter Jr. He has done that in 15 of his last 16 games. If you put all that together in a one-game parlay over at BetMGM, it is a plus one 50. And then we go back to the ice. Uh, I'm talking about that Vancouver uh, and Ducks game that I told you that I really like the over in. So with that in mind, give me Trevor Zegras of the Anaheim Ducks to have a point. That's all we need, as Brad would say, un punto. Uh, he's got eight points in four career games against Vancouver. I'm no math major but that's at least two points a game. Then we're going to go to Kyle Connor of Winnipeg. The Jets are at home against the Minnesota Wild. Give me a point for Kyle Connor as well. He's done it in three out of his last four, and he's had a point in both of the matchups that he had earlier this season against uh, Minnesota. If we put both of those together at DraftKings, each of them for a point, Trevor Zegras, Kyle Connor, plus 145. I will have more plays. It'll be up on the spreadsheet. Screw you, Long Beach State. 
Yeah, I'm still bitter about the stupid beach as well. But we're going to make some buckaroos and hopefully dig ourselves out of the hole right now. And the best way to do it is with a parlay play. It's all about Team Waymos. Uh And yeah, Long Beach screwed this up yesterday. We hit the other three legs. Uh, but we get back in that saddle. Give me West Virginia. On Nine that out of ten, you sons of bitches. Yeah, it's still... I, it's still hurts it really does quite painful but wvu for all the reasons i mentioned earlier uh give me nc state and their opening uh matchup uh in the acc tournament give me grambling number seven in the country in efg percentage defense they're taking on bethune cookman and then give me montana state in the big sky i don't think they cover tonight against northern arizona they're uh laying seven and a half i would actually play northern arizona uh plus the points there but i think montana state's going to creep by and win this sucker straight up. So, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, mi amigos, plus 351 with the parlay boost at DraftKings. Uh, get seduced by that juice, uh, and that is very juicy, uh, to say the least. Elsewhere here in bonus time, uh, I like uh, Washington State on uh, an SGP slash OGP. I took it down uh, to minus nine and a half against Cal. And I took the total down to just 118 and a half and took the over, and that's plus 105. Uh, do you need any reason to fade Cal? No, uh, you really don't because they're the worst high major power six team in the country. Uh, that's not just my opinion. That is what the numbers bear out. Uh, they're miserable. They're the 300 in so many freaking categories on both sides of the floor. And Washington State has won six straight games, and they're a prolific three-point shooting team. So hopefully they're going to be splishy, splashy from outside. Again, against one of the worst teams in college basketball, the high major level. Uh, another total that I like, and it's been tumbling down, and I'll, I'll give you the reasons why. I took the under in Georgia Tech and Pitt. I grab it at 143.5. I think it is down out of like 139.5 in most of the books, and it makes a ton of sense. And it, it could go uh, still under that 139.5 number. And the reason being is uh, very simple. Uh, the first two games, 63 possessions and 61 possessions. It was a bit of a slog, uh, no doubt about it. And on top of that, you look at the last matchup, well, you say, Brad, that game went over this total. But both teams shot lights out in that contest. Uh, Pitt uh, was uh, 1.11 points per possession. Georgia Tech was 1.25 points per possession. That was kind of uh, uncharacteristic of how these teams have played uh, the entire year. And they're both north of 185 at adjusted tempo. So I still like the under as that uh, number has come, you know, again, crawling down throughout the morning here across the sports books and Georgia Tech and in Pittsburgh. Uh, and then, Lenny, I'm going to go back to that Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State game for a second. I actually like Oklahoma on an SGP. I'm going to take that the line up. Plus, well, I'll explain why. Plus six and a half. We both could win on this. And I'm going to take the under on an all total of 142 and a half. I know Oklahoma State crushed them in the regular season. Uh, they won uh, very handily, 72 to 56 and 71 to 61, right? But here is the uh, upside for Oklahoma. You look at the underneath numbers in road neutral games. This team is number 61 effective offense or effective Google percentage offense and number 60 in EFG defense. So they've been very balanced across the board. I understand Musa Cisse and Oklahoma State are going to have a distinct advantage on the glass. The numbers bear that out. But I think Oklahoma is better than advertised. And you know how difficult it is to take down a team for a third time. So in a neutral court environment, I think OSU wins, 
But I think they're only going to win by like two to four points. So again, building safety first, uh, that line up to plus six and a half. And in what should be a low scoring affair, give me the under 142 and a half. That's even money plus 100 at BetMGM. All right. I am out of time. And so is uh, Mr. Lundy. Uh, and later tonight, and later tonight, so will Oregon State. They will be out of time as well. They'll well, just fade the Beavers. They'll be tough. They'll be tough. Hey, if you're chasing, just bet against Oregon State and make all your money back. Hopefully, they're, well, the problem is they're a they're a, 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 a ASU is a minus six ninety on the money line. So you minus ten, them. take them on the spread. ASU has to win to keep themselves in yeah, the, the minus, uh, at large conversation. They're they're minus eleven. By the way, if you want some afternoon uh, afternoon delight. Um, I'm slightly uh, drunk with this pick, but I think CU is going to cover against Washington. Take the Buffs mm. minus two and a half. Uh, CU was nine and nine against the spread in conference play, but four of those covers have happened in the last five games. Interesting. So the, all of a sudden, CU's playing better against the spread in the last five games. So I'm going to take them to make it to the second round. I don't think Tad Boyle and company are going very far this year, but I do think they can beat UW. Uh, that's an afternoon game. I want to say it's at about maybe 3.30 or 4 o'clock Eastern, something like that. Oh, twist my arm, Lundy. You convinced me. I'll add that to the spreadsheet as well. So uh, roll Tad, go Buffs, and actually show up for once. Again, you beat Tennessee on the road. For yeah. God's sakes. I'm telling you, they're just looking ahead to next year. His recruiting class next year is so good. <laughs> it's insane, dude. It's so good. Well, hopefully they're going to finish on a high note, at least for today, for us. Uh, we are out of time, though. All the Fate 5 podcast presented by Suavecito. Go pick up a lot of love juice right now at Total Wine & More. Also, drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this broadcast. Fader, follow us on the Twitter. Uh, Lundy, you can follow at Nate Lundy. All his free spreadsheet picks there. I do the exact same damn thing at Noisy Huevos. Uh, unfortunately, not making uh, any money to buy huevos, which are really expensive right now. Stupid inflation. Uh, with that, as always, until next time, fade or follow. That is up to you.